fun button. That's in my butt. What's in your butt? Nope. <laughs> Not while recording. <laughs> Nothing's in his butt while we're recording. You empty your butt before recording? Yep. <laughs> like take a shit or do you like do you like the whole like get ready for butt sex thing? Douche. <laughs> Is this really the start of the episode? <laughs> You're such a douche. <laughs> this is all on Jackson. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> are we good? Is everyone ready? Is everyone tired. Ready? Drink more of that Dr. Pepper, baby. Need more jalapenos. Yeah, this is ridiculous, man. All right, here we go. This <laughs> <laughs> like a sad cat. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something dying. It's <laughs> 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 a good cat impression. He's, he's got a bunch of cats. It's like half of the people I hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Morning. Welcome to uh, to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen. And I'm joined today by <laughs> Dave. Scrumptious Dave. I'm scrumptious. Oh, yeah. Scrumptious yeah. Dave. <laughs> and uh, I'm also joined today by Fart Ass. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say I'm joined by uh, Jackson Jacks off. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also joined by Album. Good the afternoon. Cla- the classic. <laughs> how, how Thanks, are we Hayden. doing? Yeah, this is a weird episode already. Fuck. Yeah. That uh, what uh, Hagen was referring to the uh, Jackson Jacks off. Uh, so my name is Jackson. Uh, and somebody at maybe second grade followed me around the school and said, Jackson, Jack's off, Jackson, Jack's off. And then finally a teacher, Dave, if you don't calm down, I'm going to open the rest of your beers. And then finally a teacher pulled him, like grabbed his shoulders and was like, what are you saying? And he said, you know, Jack's on, Jack's off, you know, like on and off. And the teacher was like, oh, well, stop. That's annoying. And then walked off and he turned to me and said, did you see that? I got away with it. I was like, yeah, that was pretty clever. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that story uh, came up because we were telling stories of, uh, there, there was the time when uh, I was in kindergarten and an older per- an older kid came up to me and said, go tell that teacher, fuck you. And I went and did it. <laughs> <laughs> and, fuck you! And anybody uh, that you care about work at that school? Nope. Megan's <laughs> <laughs> mom worked at the school. So I, I assume they ratted you out pretty quick. Oh, yeah. A they, direct line. The teacher was like, um, your son told me, fuck you? <laughs> I'm really sorry. I just burped off mic. That was probably a no-no. I probably should be burping you know, on mic. Now, now I'm going to need you to make more corn noises. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. In third grade, I had a teacher was walking down the, hall, or down the aisle. And, and said, she, do corn noises. Well, someone, someone dropped a pencil, <laughs> and she bent over to pick it up and farted. And it was like, she was like, her butt was like probably three feet in front of me. And I looked at the guy next to me. I was like, oh. and she didn't, nobody laughed and she didn't acknowledge it at all. Damn. Yeah. Fuck. She wakes up every night and thinks about in, when, when you were in third grade yeah. and she farted. Yeah. She, it just was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Just Sorry, we were talking puff. about like a comical a fart. Puff. But, but nobody laughed. <laughs> I remember I... The time you farted? Yeah. <laughs> One time I was hanging out with an older family member of mine uh, in Virginia. And we're, we, we were like on a, a river and uh, just on a dock. And we were just sitting there talking. I think the sun was going down real serene. And she just kind of farted. And I, I just was like, what the fuck? And then she just kept farting. And I turned around and I was like, hey, are you all right? And she said, yeah, when you get older, you can't really control it. It just comes out. And I was like, what the fuck? That's so badass. She didn't give a fuck. And you're like, you're living the dream. This is great. Just fart whatever you want. This is a, oh my God. a preview of Jackson's future. Yeah, and everyone around me looked at me like, dude, what the fuck? Why'd you ask her? <laughs> How can you not bring that up? Yeah. Did uh, anybody call you guys uh, any funny names in school? What about you, Album? Not that I can remember, actually. Dave? Yeah, yeah I got called Toast <laughs> by my older brother's friends because there was one time where I was... Uh, Did you lose the not, game of Toast? That's not uh, as offensive no. as I thought it was going to be. No, but yeah, but I was in... Come the, from a different place. I was in the, uh, the... A different time. A different time. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the porch at my 
my parents' house making toast, and my brother's friends walked in. They were like, hey, what's up, Dave? And I was like, yeah, just making toast. And as they were walking away, I went, perfect in the porch every time. And so they were like, so are you were making toast, toast on your porch? In the, it's, uh, it was a whatever. Mickey Mouse toaster, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he's just like standing in the sun, just holding a piece of bread. Right. Like, just <laughs> waiting for it to toast. You have your Game Boy <laughs> just like reflecting the sun. Took the magnifier off your Game Boy. Like 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 they're trying to kill the ants with the with with the magnifying, yeah. but now yeah, you're just, just trying to get you're some just toast. Trying to yeah. toast some bread. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ooh, man, oh, what a hilarious. good start. Yeah, let's get into. Let's shoot oh, my some nickname hoops. was Hagen Dazs. Of yeah, course, it was. That makes sense. Moving I think on. we all knew that. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to be a part of it. Adam, did you have one? <laughs> not that I, not that I can like remember, crying. but <laughs> I just want to be a part. I of can't it. believe you actually did it. Did what? Referencing the video. Uh, uh, <laughs> the TikTok, yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Jeff Buckley, can you guess what uh, kids called him? Any, any Buckley's guesses? mixture? Nope. Fuckley. Yep, Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. <laughs> kids called him Jeff Buckley. And you can elide that too, Jeff Buckley. So if we ever do an episode, I can't. that can't be one of the games of what did kids call him Fuck. as a child. Damn it. Don't worry, there's plenty of more. So let's get into some news, and then we got a little bit of a topic. Uh, I thought I was going to burp, but it didn't happen. Uh, Adam. Who's little Uzi Vert? Uh, somebody we've talked about before, and he has a diamond in his head, and that's about all I got. Does no, he have a diamond what? in his head? Uh, uh, news. News. <laughs> news update. All right. Coming straight to you from consequenceofsound.net, not TMZ, as Dave would like to. Uh, hey, it's the first thing that came up when I searched it. Okay. Because it's in your favorites. Fox no, News not. comes up a lot when I search, you know, yeah, fucking political I'd rather shit. watch TMZ than Fox News. Yeah, duh. That's a little bar, but yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert has, uh, if you guys remember, he has a has had a twenty-four million dollar diamond implanted in his forehead. You guys might remember that. There's plenty of pictures out there. Uh, he was uh, seen to not have it on, and people ask, "Oh, what's up? What what happened?" This is not the first time that he's had to have it taken out. Um, and basically, what happened is he crowd surfed at a festival, which if you have a diamond in your forehead, don't crowd surf. Just dumb. (laughs) Um, But he crowd surfed, and according to him, coming from TMZ, he said that they basically ripped it, the crowd ripped it out of his forehead. So... Uh, yeah, but he I, still has it. He, he still has it, so I, I don't know what the fuck I think it's I, I think it's I think it's a bullshit story, because... Uh, like he also was seen without it in June, and then this story comes from July. In June, when... what happened? Apparently, oh no, 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 that was previous. Uh, when it first got implanted, it started to bleed, right? And they had to take it out, disinfect it, and put it in again. And then he's had it, and then he was pictured from his like girlfriend or something. His girlfriend posted a picture on Instagram of them together, and he didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. So now it, it, it's all the way out. But according to him. He's in good spirits because he still has his $24 million diamond. I probably would have stole that shit, too, if I had a chance. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how he found it. It seems like that's, that's why I'm that's saying why it's there's bullshit. something there. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. It, it's like a $24 million diamond is like, it's big, but like even a big diamond is still small. Like right. small enough that like if you saw it or you could get it real quick, just put it in your pocket. You, like, you, and also, and also like imagine like or a up festival. Or your butt. Uh, but your butt's empty right now. Yep. But imagine waiting for a diamond. For a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> imagine He's like, ready. A, waiting a, for the right one. An earring falls out like at a show, right? You can't find that shit at a festival. There's no way. So if someone pulls that diamond out, even if the person dropped it afterwards, there's no way anyone's finding that. That is like that is on the bottom of someone's shoe at that point. I mean, it's gone. I feel like even if you're just hiking in nature, no one's around you, not a single soul, and your diamond just plops out of your forehead i'm really trying yeah, not to burp here um or you just have or you, or you have or you have like jackson's forehead vein yep. so just naturally it's gonna pop out whenever like so you get, you get, you get happy or sad or yep. mad or it's come. hereditary <laughs> some of those are the part? same thing some of those are the same happy and i forgot uh, the other one but we need mood sad rings. sad and yeah a lot of those are the same thing so even if you were just hiking and no one's around and it just pops out of your head uh, in the grass, that's going to be hard to find. Right. Yeah. So, yep. 
Sounds like you shouldn't put things in your forehead. I think it's the fucking dumbest thing ever. Yeah. I bet we could come up with something dumber. Anything? <laughs> no? Uh, we came up with something really dumb last night. Yeah, well, yeah. We what was it? Can we put it in I'm right not, here? I'm not going to talk. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we can play that later. But okay. I don't, I don't want what, the, the really dumb thing we talked about last night. Um, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff maybe we shouldn't talk about on the show. Definitely not going to talk about this. No. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, you know, if you ever want to, I mean, Joe Rogan got big for something. So. Is it for working out? Yeah. <laughs> Fear factor. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's a what I think is a very cool piece of news, and it could lead into a topic in the future. And uh, massive attack. British, I, I don't know what you would call them, electronic fan. Um, yeah, electronic. If you've something. ever seen the show House, the theme song is by Massive Attack. But Massive Attack has, and also if you've ever seen a Banksy, Banksy's in Massive Attack. <laughs> you ever seen a Banksy? He's, he's the white one. He, that's Banksy, by the way. What? Yeah, it's widely agreed that that's Banksy. No! So <laughs> don't say it. You're going to have to bloop this out, dude. I don't want to I don't want to dox Banksy. <laughs> it's almost like if you're on tour, <laughs> maybe Banksy. maybe you shouldn't do Banksy things right next to where your tour dates are. <laughs> oh man. Maybe not. <laughs> that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> Just a little one. Um so Massive Attack has an unveiled. They've been around since like I think late 80s, 90s. They're like a Radiohead where they yeah. Yeah, they haven't really done anything recently. Yeah. So they have unveiled, but they're massive over in Europe. They've unveiled their plan to reduce carbon emissions across the music industry, specifically them, but they're hoping that this will create, you know, a riptide of everyone will start to do it. Yeah, they're trying to put together like a plan for others to copy, basically. And it's super cool. And this is something they started last, like, summer, too. Yeah, they said that it's been years in the making, uh, that... Basically, the expansive study proposes an urgent and significant reassembly of the industry. And uh, Dave, do you want to jump on that real quick? Significant? Yep. Okay. That's it. All right. I said it and I meant it. Uh, what did you mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of it, some of this is so funny when you read it, but like if you can just put that away for a second, uh, some of their plans include the immediate elimination of private jet usage. Wow, snaps for massive attack. Good, everyone. good luck getting anybody to agree to that. Yeah, thank you, Banksy. Big, thank you, big Banksy. <laughs> I now see how you can afford to do the shit you did, uh, and do continue to do. Get them, get them now. <laughs> get them, boys. <laughs> um, so they plan on uh, switching to electric transportation for concerts and festivals. That's a no-brainer, but also a lot harder when you're talking about. Uh, I mean, like Tesla has those semi-electric semi-trucks. Well, they, they they have them maybe in the future, but they're not. Well, they're only they're they, not available. They're going around California, but it's right. Very, but they're, it's like beta they're only Teslas. Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah, the it's basically possible. there are no like electric tour buses and and charter buses and things and you know semi-trailers at this point right yeah. now. There obviously will be pretty soon, probably. But yeah, a lot of them run on like alternate fuels like that. I forgot what There's it's called. There's a bunch of biofuels like the, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, which that's better than nothing. So. Reused uh, like cooking oil stuff yeah. like that. Um, I think Radiohead does that, and shockingly, I know no Jared Leto house, but uh, I think uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars does that as well. Thirty Seconds to Mars actually has a really good like environmental setup. How, what, what do you mean no Jared Leto house? I know you don't want to talk. I don't want to upset. You. I'm fine talking. I don't want to upset you. It's man. fine. I'm sorry. I, 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 you know, the nightmare sequence with him was great. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> That's only for us. Um, they will also, by 2025, which that is arguably three years from now. I was say, That's pretty soon yeah. in terms of planning about big global problems. Goes. They, they're hoping to phase out diesel generators at all festivals. So a lot of, wow. a lot of those, uh, the, the stages will run on right. uh, generators and yeah, that's super like ambitious and I really hope it works out. Other suggestions include a quote unquote plug and play model for venues. I don't quite know what that means. Yeah. I, I didn't oh. understand what that meant. Oh, okay. No, wait, 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 which, so let me read the sentence here and I think I understand it. Other suggestions include quote unquote, a plug and play model for venues and quote, 
which would reduce the burden of transporting gear and the standardization of equipment worldwide. I get it now because Japan does this actually. A lot of bands, like we've known a handful of bands who have toured Japan, and I've been like, man, that's got to be a nightmare bringing your gear. And they say, no, you just got to bring your pedals. And if you really like your guitar, bring your guitar. They backline everything. They'll have amps. And like a lot of them will have pedals at the show. And they're saying like, you basically just get on the bullet train, go to your fucking show, play, and then go somewhere else. And that's wonderful. That's a great idea. I mean, that does fit how things are done in in big cities here, at least. Yeah. Like we've talked about New York doing that. Yeah. I don't know if you could do that globally. At yeah. All, I've, but I've played a lot of festivals that do that. Yeah. I feel like festivals yeah. definitely would. But, but even venues, like, I, I think it's an option. And even if half of them do it, I think that's where they, and New York does that, right? It's not yeah. like yeah. A, lot York, of, a lot of places. New York and LA and Nashville, yeah. most, a, lot, a lot of venues there will at least probably have a backline drum kit. Um, and maybe a bass amp, uh, and then past that, it's kind of up in the air. But like like festivals, like I played a festival Saturday morning, and they had everything on stage already. You played guitar, right? I played guitar. Nice. Someone let me do that. Whoa. Yeah, that seemed wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt great, though. Yep. Sometimes wrong feels good. It's like, have you ever seen those, uh, <laughs> whenever they play Crazy Little Thing Called Love, uh, Freddie Mercury plays a Telecaster? He looks like a fucking jackass. He looks so <laughs> stupid. And that's what I looked like. Yep. I looked like a, I looked like a tall you look like Freddie Mercury. Uh, yeah. I, but the coolest part about playing guitar on stage is that I got to stand. <laughs> I didn't have to sit on stage. Did you get really tired? No, I felt great. I was I got off stage. I was like, I, 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 my my ass doesn't hurt. <laughs> my ass doesn't hurt. Same, bud. Um, it, in there. It's a it's a really cool idea. And like, here, here's the other idea. Maybe you can't really like. You know, you're a drummer. Us musicians, we, we're particular about like what we want to play, or even if you want to play your specific thing. I mean, even having it in your writer of like, hey, we're not bringing our own drum kit, but we would like this drum kit on stage for tonight. If you're a Radiohead, if you're a Massive Attack, you can do that because guess what? It's better for the environment for someone on the venue staff to go rent a uh, drum set, a nice drum set, yeah. and bring it back and forth. Just use a truck. And you can do it all. Get all the amps the and everything all at once. Then it is for somebody from the UK to fly over with all their gear and go cross country with all their gear. So yeah. like even yeah, if that, you're not doing like it's already there, it's still that's a lot. That, yeah. That's always seemed kind of crazy that that's how like worldwide tours go is they fly all their gear to another country and stuff instead of just in their case like maybe renting stuff locally when they're there. But yeah. they're only in a country for like a day or two. Muse so. has a huge, uh, always has huge setups. They play in arenas and they had this uh, when they were doing the Resistance tour. They had the quote unquote one million dollar stage, and people always ask why is there such a long gap between the UK or the European tour and the US tour? And they said. We literally can't get our gear here fast enough because right. it's so big. They have to put it on like a charter, a boat. I was gonna say, they have to they put, it, have on to put boats, it on a boat. Right? Yeah. And they're like, it takes a fuck ton of time to get it there and make sure it's all there safe. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that there's, there's like a couple of points there. So obviously it takes a long time. And like you said, musicians like to play their own stuff. So there's that side of it too. And then there's like the reliability side. So yeah. like, you already are on a, for a venue and a festival. You're already like, okay, so they're going to provide all the sound, and here's our writer of stuff. But like, also imagine you're like, just let's take the Foo Fighters, right? There's all these guitars, all these amps, all like like that. Now they have all the keyboard stuff, and we also are going to need this entire drum. Like, it's a lot of shit for people to prepare. So that's the only issue that I could really see is that it's like it's it's a lot to ask of the venues to prepare all that stuff when they already have to prepare the stage and whatever your writer says what, and, and they tend to not make that much money in the grand scheme of things right yeah i think this is something i definitely would like to talk about in the more in the future uh because i know people like i think taylor swift has done a lot uh i know billy eilish has done a ton on her tours to make sure that they're as environmentally friendly as can be she has like educational booths set up outside that are like all vegan and like talking about what you can do uh Radiohead, 30 Seconds Mars, and then Coldplay that we talked about, they said that they're going to stop touring until there's a, a healthy model of doing it. So yeah. I think it's something we can put a pause on it now, but that, I think that would be an interesting topic and kind of talk about what you could do. Because I've even thought about when I was reading this article, I was like, man, so if like Moniker went on tour and one of us just per se had an electric car and... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, how could we make that work to do that, to have like zero emissions from the car standpoint. 
Like, could we theoretically say, hey, could we set it up with local bands that we're playing with on tour? Can we use your kit? Or, like, where do we make those differences? You know, like, just bring your cymbals. I'll bring a smaller uh, pedal back, like Mike League from Snarky Puppy. Uh, I watched his uh, rig rundown, and he was like, here's how I, here's my setup for U.S. shows. Here's my Europe setup. And what he did, he said, what he, like, turned to the camera, and he's like, this is what you got to do. If you're a touring guitarist uh, and you're going overseas, take, pare down your pedal board, go to a store, buy, like, a $50 wooden cutting board for, like, uh, meats, like, that you cut in the kitchen, and put your pedals on that. Find out what pedals you can bring. You can put that in your backpack. You don't have to pay for any luggage fee that way. And that's the way to do it. I was like, that's fucking genius. So I was like, okay, I would do that with my pedal board. Like I've already started thinking like, how could I do that? That's what, that's what two members of Kites and Boomerangs did when we toured. They they did that. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. Yeah. It's really just like, duh, that makes sense. But yeah. It's commonly referred to as a fly rig. Fly me to the moon. I'll fly you to this next one. (laughs) I'll fly you to this next news article. Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, has Ooh. filed to end her conservatorship. Yay! It is very, yeah, and I'm not going to read his whole thing. He's not worth it. But he basically said, I've heard her, please. And if I just want the best for her, that's all I've ever wanted. But uh, what I'm really just, you know, I'm listening to her. I've heard her, please. And if it's what she wants, then I'm for it. It's just crocodile tears. That's all it is. And, it, yeah. Well, uh, as as of as of like since then, her Instagram has gotten crazier. Uh, she posted uh, a picture of her like basically naked and just her holding her boobs together, covering her nipples. I'll pass that around for the class. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> oh, but I have to show you guys this one for sure. And Adam, you got to put all these or at least a link to this shit. No, nope, don't do it. Yeah, I mean, to. we could link to it. Yeah, but. yeah. So uh, go to Britney Spears' Instagram. Check this fucking picture of her ass out. She just posted a blurry picture of her ass. Why is she doing that? And then after that, she posted a video of the process of how she took the picture of her ass. I mean, that part's pretty funny. And then, as of today, she's engaged. Yeah, I was going to say, there was a lot of speculation that she was going to get engaged because he posted her, now fiancé, posted some photo of him with a diamond ring and then immediately deleted it yeah so so the thing about those those instagram posts is that like yeah they're 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 really funny and like whatever but they also are like a sign that she can do what she wants which yeah is really absolutely cool, which is like like the coolest thing about like the but whole... like the conservatorship hasn't ended yet no but like it, it it's it, the fact that it's starting to be like the, 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 right the, they're they not gonna be involved to end, yeah. yeah then she can start to do this shit which is great so fuck yeah uh, you you never realize you can't share pictures of y- y- yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> until you're in a conservatorship for 10 plus years. Adam, I know that would be really hard for you. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I, I think it's good that this is over, but I'm also like very, like, I don't know, pessimistic about like, oh, does this just mean like her dad transferred all the money out to different offshore accounts where he doesn't care anymore? Uh, probably like, Jamie. Probably Jamie Lynn has it. Or, or done that. Yeah, like, pretty, there's pretty still, like, this is... isn't, like, an all-positive story yeah. because there's, like, definitely a downside of she got millions of dollars stolen from yeah. her. So It's almost it's almost a guarantee because uh, her sister, Jamie Lynn, was in charge of the funds at a certain mm. point. Um, was, so yeah. it's, it's almost a guarantee that she's going to have all the money. Which it's sucks. progress. It's yeah, progress. Yeah. Well, and, no, and, it's still good going forward. Yeah. Like, it's this kind of, like, the best we can ask for, I think. I think that yeah. a- any more <clears throat> than this would be a little... I mean, it'd be awesome, but it's like, realistically, this is kind of the best we can get, and I, I'm so happy that we're going in that direction. So, yay, Brittany. Yeah. Yay, um, Brittany's ass. When did we do the Brittany deep dive? Was that like two years ago? <laughs> yeah, before COVID. Yeah. We've been talking about that since then. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Dave, can you give us a quick recap of our good friend Anderson Pack and what he got tattooed on his arm last week on don't feed the artists <laughs> uh when i'm gone please don't release any posthumous music or albums or songs with my name attached uh those were just demos and never intended to be heard by the public so we thought we'd dive a little bit deeper into this and just kind of talk about you know how artists states have treated their um 
body of work that they left behind, what exactly that's like, and just thoughts on that. I mean, there's a lot of examples, like uh, I mentioned Pop Smoke last week. Uh, his only album is uh, Posthumous, and it's one of those things where it's so... I don't know where I land on this, because if I... I remember there's a song that we are imminently releasing as moniker called Paper Skin. And I opened up my demo of it the other day, my Pro Tools session, and I keep notes in those. Um, I don't know why I do it, but I keep notes in them. And in the notes, I was reading it, and I was like, God, I was agonizing over this song. And at the very end, it says, please fucking finish this song. <laughs> and I just thought about, like, man, if... I had died before that song was finished. I think I would have been pretty bummed knowing that. I mean, I wouldn't know because I'm fucking dead, but I would have been bummed that it didn't get released in some form or fashion. Yeah, it's got to be one way or the other. Because I think also I would kind of be like, uh, just let it. I mean, if it was if it was a song that we did, and we like, if you died and we replaced you, you would you'd be stoked on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. I'd feel okay about bass or, parts, but... <laughs> or at least finish this song and be like, hey, this is the last thing we're doing. Uh, we were like 80% of the way there. Um, there are songs like... And, and I've been thinking about this. I try, I'm try. i trying to get in this healthy habit of like, if I have an idea, demo it, even if it's 15 seconds long. Because I keep thinking about, there's this song I've been working on for like, I think maybe like 10 years at this point. And I have no recording of it. I know how to play it. It's a piano song. And I'm like thinking about, man, if I just fucking died right now, no one would ever hear that song. No one would ever know it. And uh, yeah, I just, everybody looks confused right now. Was that you? Somebody had, was that you? I don't think so. It wasn't me. My mouth don't was closed so, and I was away but... from the mic. Then it must have been me. I don't know what <laughs> happened. <laughs> we'll go back. We'll, 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 put, we'll play the tape back. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. I think that there's something like uh, something to be said. I think about this is that if the artist wasn't working on something and you just release like these demos, like in Anderson Pack's case, these are just demos, um, and you release these demos of an artist who's passed away or like a song that started to be written and you finish writing it, someone else fin- like the rest of the band or whatever. It's like that isn't really a- a- fair to the artist. I think. I think that the artist has an intention. So if, if, in the case of like, in like Otis Redding's case, right? Like sitting on a dock of the bay, that was done. And he died and it was sad. So they released it. Like it was done. And, he, and th- that's, that's one example of like, this is already a thing. But then there's some examples where it's like, uh, like the, the Amy Winehouse thing where it's like just a bunch of covers that she recorded. It's like, I don't know if she, no, I mean, maybe she was going to release this, but that wasn't the plan. I mean, that, that's just a cash grab. That's all that is. You're just trying to make money off of Amy Winehouse passing. That's it's all. It's like that Kurt Cobain montage of Heck uh, yeah. album they released where it was just a bunch of like really weird tape demos of him just fucking around on an acoustic. I'm like, this is not good. And if anything, this just kind of like muddies the legacy. And like, I don't think most people, at least I don't, judge people based off of releases after they've died because there's i mean jeff buckley's a really famous instance where he died after his first album and he died literally in the town that he was like he was pre-tracking his second album his band flew in like was flying in that day a couple of them i think were in town already and they were about to like go straight into like tracking so they had all the songs um demoed out just guitar and um I think it was like on a four track player and it was just his vocals and guitar. And they basically released that second album and they released it as a double album. The first uh, album was just the four track of like, here's what we had. The second album was, and then his band who had been playing with him on the first record and then also touring with him. They're like, this is what we think we would have done. And they took it and basically added some backing vocals, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not, I don't, count that as part of his discography i consider he only has one album and the like downfalls of i don't hold them against him because he didn't get to finish it well yeah and like and like that would you call it part of his discography if like let's say the album was like basically done except for like a couple of things and then they just added a couple things like if it was like a done record except for like a couple pieces i probably would because the example of that is mac miller right exactly like his album 
I think they've said that it was like 80 to 90% complete yeah. when he died. And they released it, and a lot of people said, like, oh, this is probably his best work. Yeah. And so well, I it, would consider that. It, it was finished by, like, the people who worked on the album with him and friends of his and all that. So that that's another, like, area where that's different with, like, a, a big artist like Prince. Like, uh, not all that stuff's been, like, finished by people he worked with necessarily. It's just people at a label. The Prince album that just came out was finished. Yeah. Welcome and to it, America. Yeah, and it's, it's really interesting to hear it. But, yeah, I think sometimes... Um, I don't know if I would count it as part of the discography because when you're in the studio and you're recording things, sometimes at the last second, songs drastically change. Yeah. And you yeah. never know what it would have sounded like had the artist still been alive. Yeah, but if like if like 80 or 90% is done, I mean, like, that that, that that gets into, like, the, the, the age-old question <clears throat> of, like, like, is a song ever done or, like, that sort yeah. of thing. And it's like, if the album is, like, if everyone is feeling like, okay, we've checked off, let's say, eight out of ten songs on the whiteboard and we just need to add these two things or these couple things to these last two songs and then the artist passes away i think that that is the artist's work i mean you could say i guess it's 80 percent their work but like it's like it's it, it, it's, it's it's a best case scenario in a worst case situation right yeah. um and I, I i think that that that's that's a good thing to do i think especially for like the people involved in the band like if it, like if it's a band scenario where if like it's jeff buckley's band i'm sure for them it was like cathartic in a way yeah. like let's let's put this shit out let's 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 finish our parts on this or let's do whatever we're going to do let's just release it you know i think the cranberries did a similar thing when yeah. their singer died yeah and i think that there's probably some like like level of catharsis that just feels really good to just get it out but then there's always going to be that weird line of like are like are you what are you gonna do with the money from this i think like, it, it's are, very clear yeah. I think it's very clear, like, it, it's like that thing that we were talking about last week, that uh, quote of, like, hey, what is pornography? Well, I don't, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. And I think it's one of those things where, like, are you abusing an estate or is this a catharsis thing? Right. And I think it's very clear. I haven't listened to it, but from what I've heard, the DMX album that came out this year after he passed away is apparently really bad. Yeah. I don't hold that against him no. or his legacy. It's one of those things where I think that's it. When an album is still an active band, or sorry, when a band is still an active band and they release a bad album, I, I don't hold it against them, but it's like, it's a strike on your record in my yeah. opinion. But if, if they're dead, I don't hold it against them. But if they're dead and it's good, I give them kudos. Yeah, if, if 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 they passed away and it's a good album, then then that that that's cool that it's a good album. But I mean, like, if it's good or bad, if it comes from a place of catharsis and you're doing something good with the money, I think no matter what, that's fine, right? I just thought of the the best example. What about Sublime? Their uh, singer, I forgot his name, but he died. Yeah. Ro well, no, the new guy's name is Rome. Yeah. Yeah, but like Sublime, before they released their first album, the like the album was finished and he overdosed on heroin and died the singer and guitarist and then that's the album with all the big songs that everyone yeah. knows and he died um i mean should they have released that yeah. i think they should have i mean that's if, if he uh, was at that cool point it's it. just yeah I, I think that's a different and like a weirder scenario because they're the band's continuing for one thing too like they never got to tour with him in that uh, the fame that came from that album Right. Santeria, all those songs. Now, here's a here's here's a point that is um, different, but is Bradley. That's his name. Bradley Now Nowell, mm. Noel. Here's a point that's different, but but similar in 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 someone passing away, right? So the musical Rent. So um, Jonathan Larson passed away the uh, the night before opening. Who who is that? The what is their who, role? Person who wrote and directed all of them. Just person who did Rent. Okay. Wrote, wrote it for years and there's a movie coming out soon um with fuck what's his goddamn name one of the spider-mans lin-manuel miranda uh he, andrew garfield lin-manuel is toby mcguire uh andrew garfield but lin-manuel is in the is in the movie for some capacity i can't remember how of course he um is. but uh there's there's a musical that is about like jonathan larson writing rent and 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 him like kind of like hiding like his his illness away from everybody and, and is that kind of like a autobiographical uh musical yeah kind yeah of? yeah kind of um but so uh they still obviously performed rent 
but yeah. they also have talked about how like there were still changes that he wanted to make to the show and there were also changes that were made after he passed that he might not have liked yeah which is so like like i mean what else do you do right i mean from a broadway perspective you have to perform right that's no matter what that's the, that's a, of course you have to but like to one change it i think that's a bit different it is but like because it's such a big machine compared to like a band even though like big bands are a business at the end of the day if it's a trip a a trio i mean it's a trio like at its core whereas like rent no matter what it wasn't jonathan larson yeah it was the whole company yeah and and i I think that like it obviously is different but there's something there's something about like like everyone like respected his legacy until they didn't and it was like let's change the show let's do this thing like i we know he didn't like this thing but we like this thing so we're gonna keep doing that you know um and that's like it's it's one of those things where like if that happens on an album like like oh this album's almost is is not quite done yet or maybe it's not even close to being done and let's let's i know he wouldn't have liked this but let's do let's do this because we think it's gonna be better it's like like there's no respecting the legacy and then i think like i say like i was saying earlier like where the money goes is really important because if the money isn't going to like the estate or like i guess if it's a band it's one thing but even still like give some money to to somewhere good because yeah. that's that that's that's such a i don't know it's it's hard not for your it cousin not to twice feel. removed it, it's just profiting <laughs> off of somebody else's work right yeah who doesn't have a way to get the money obviously because they're not here but that money should go to somewhere more beneficial to like, yeah. than, Oh, I'm the guy who like signed away on a contract. Like, yeah, it's fine. Release that. But yeah. I mean, especially in the case, you mentioned Otis Redding earlier. He was 26 years old when he died. Yep. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. fucking he was know fucking that. So young. That's a name that huh. like I, I hear. And it's like, it's like almost mythical, like a legend, yeah. like a Stevie wonder. I know Stevie wonder's yeah. old at this point, but like if somebody told me like, Hey, Stevie wonder died in the eighties and he was 25, I'd be like, Holy shit. Yeah, that I mean, makes sense. And he and he and, and Otis Redding won two posthumous Grammys for Dock of the Bay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He he didn't he didn't get to see that song be but but that that's that situation where it was done. Like that that was that was his song. And that that song will forever be just a legendary song. Yeah. Or have you guys heard that quote like Freddie Mercury when he was dying he said I don't care what you do with my music, just don't make it boring. Uh, so that, that's, that's like the way he thinks that's about a it. Different, yeah, it's a different way to look at it than Prince, you know, as an yeah. example from earlier. Part but, of it for me, if I were to think about it selfishly, like if I were in these people's shoes, part of it's like, I, I don't give a shit because I, I don't personally believe in an afterlife. And I'm not trying to get into like a discussion about that. But in my opinion, it's just like, at the end of the day, you're dead, you're dead. And, like, it's just not on you at that point. Even if there is a let afterlife, you're fucking busy either being fucking tortured or having a great time. And um, <laughs> why, not, why not both? You don't give a shit where your royalties of uh, from Creep are going. You don't give a fuck. I mean, it's just... But, like, I also... But and I also feel that, like, most music fans don't take it too seriously when an album from Prince comes out 10 years after his death or something like they don't think like, wow, this is such a piece of shit. Fuck Prince for releasing this. I don't want to listen to purple rain ever again now because of this. Yeah. It's like most people can turn that like, it's like whenever like we are okay with like an actor dies uh, in the middle of filming. It's like, cool. We're going to finish the movie. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to use the scenes we have. Uh, that's fine. But and, we, unless you're Disney and now you, you know different different CGI people. I, I, i'm not trying to get into that but like we all know it's super frustrating when like they use like bruce lee or james dean in a vacuum commercial or shit like that just like okay well that's that's obviously a, a cash grab so yeah yeah there i don't know it's it, it feels it's it's hard for it not to feel like a cash grab even if it is like genuine but i i, I think that's probably just like if I think about it too much, I'm like, oh, fuck, they're just taking advantage of this scenario. But they're, yeah. they're not most well, of the time, I don't and, think. I mean, even if it's a release that an artist signed off on before they died, like David Bowie, when he died, yeah. his album had just come out, and an EP came out a year later on his birthday, which was a couple of days before he died. And that was like already done and completed before he died, but it still came out, and it still seemed like, ah, it's kind of gross. Like, Yeah, yeah. But even but, though but, like I, you know that like he signed off on it, and it's like, okay, cool, but... How often do you get that chance, though? To like, yeah, I say, think that's like, very, hey, like, rare, obviously. my time is limited. 
let's go ahead and sign off. I'm cool with you guys doing this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. How often do you get to do that? Well, the other thing too is that sometimes I'm really thankful for when stuff comes out because, like, from that that um, th- that second Buckley record, it's like if I never heard Vancouver, I'd be really upset. There are great songs on there. Yeah, or or you know you're right the yeah. the Nirvana song because I was already a fan of Nirvana before that song came out, and I was like, man, I'm sad I missed like I never got to see another Nirvana record come out. Yeah, like and it, that song, I was like, holy shit, this would have been great. Yeah, I think about like if Tom York. Uh, uh, I think we've said this before. I but I think like Radiohead is one of those bands that like if one member in that band passes away, they're calling it quits. I think they're just gonna be like, hey, we're we're such a tight unit that like it's just like we wouldn't want to go on without them. So if Tom York were to die today, the thought of like they just announced a re-release of a ton of uh, unheard music and the thought of like, man. I know there's a ton in their vault, kind of like a Prince situation where I know there's they have a, there's a Radiohead vault, and the thought of like not being able to hear some of that shit, some of like Radiohead's best music is you know B sides, and I think that's super cool. True Love Waits was a B sides and a B side until uh, a Moon Shaped Pool came out, and like the thought of like if that band had stopped before a Moon Shaped Pool and I never got to hear True Love Waits, I'd fucking be pissed. That'd be so fucking bad and also it's cool hearing uh some of the merit of hearing like demo versions like i don't love listening to demos but it is cool to hear these people that we associate as god status taking down a peg of like hey they make music just like you they just have a bit more resources yeah here's a here's a scenario so let's let, let's take Prince. Let's take how you know he he would record all that shit, right? How are we gonna yeah, get him? He's got like thousands and thousands right. of songs that are unreleased. So well, what? there's the whole thing about like he famously had microphones and stuff to record in every room for yeah demos yeah. and, and the boomer voice memo. Up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, also the rich person voice memo. Yeah, yes. yeah. So Paisley Park. Let's take let's take a scenario where like. Um, uh, but famous producer who maybe has access to these songs picks uh, a, a selection of them and says this is uh, this would be a great album um, and but they're unfinished and this producer then goes okay well what if I get um, let me let me let me call up Dave Grohl and say hey do the Foo Fighters want to come be Prince's band basically what do you guys think about that scenario I, I think it's fine that makes me think of the i think that that's less uh oh we're getting into metaphysics here this is the uh ship of theseus you guys know that that thought problem no No, what's that it's the ship uh there's a wooden ship and um it's sitting at a dock and it's just there we get to look at it it's one of those like uh a museum and it's the original ship over the years 20 years after it's been sitting there they had to replace you know maybe a few docks and uh, a few boards, a few pieces. Is it still the original ship at that point? Yes or no? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. More years down the line, 50% of the, like exactly 50% of the ship has been replaced. Is it still the ship, the original ship? And then after so much time, 100% of the ship has been replaced. Is that the same ship? I think once it gets to 100%, then it's not the same ship. But so, like, if it was ninety nine percent and there was just you know a doorknob, would you agree that's still the same ship? Oh yeah. It, 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 yeah. Where it, it, yeah. so yeah, that's where, where you draw the line. There's it's a really hard point where that happens. Yeah. Did so you, well, if you have Prince and it's like, hey, we're keeping just his vocals, everything else is different. Well, that'd be weird. But, well, so Even the, then, it doesn't have to be like a Prince album. That could just be a cool way to yes. deal was, with these yeah. leftover songs and be like, this is kind of a tribute album, sort of like it's not really a cover album because these songs don't exist. Right. But I think I think billing it as like Prince and the Foo Fighters or something like that. I think yeah. that's like that would be like an answer for that sort or of situation. Foo Fighters <sighs> featuring Prince, like yeah, like yeah. the like I think on Donda, uh, Pop Smoke is on one of the songs. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's not a Pop Smoke song; it's a Kanye song with featuring Pop Smoke. So I think that's how you get around that. Of like, the expectations are lower. Like if it's just like you have a Foo Fighters song with uh, Prince doing backing vocals. Right, I wouldn't be upset about that because I'd be like, "Cool, I didn't come into this thinking it was a Prince song. I came in thinking it's like Muse, uh, the guitarist bought Jeff Buckley's guitar. Like that's icing on the cake. It's not they're right. going in saying this is a Jeff Buckley song now. Well, yeah. Or the do you guys ever hear the the new Basement tapes? No. It was um, uh, interestingly enough, 
they so what they did was they found a bunch of Bob. Uh, oh yeah. Bob Dylan's like poems or lyrics or something, yep. and they put they wrote songs, but it was Elvis Costello, uh, Taylor and Griffin from Dawes, mm-hmm. which I didn't know Dawes at that point when I saw that, and it was Marcus Mumford, yeah, and Johnny Depp, yep, of all Fuck. people. So there's a similar album that it's really uh, good, uh, yeah, that Billy Bragg and um, Wilco did, where they got access to Woody Guthrie's uh, his estate. Said here's a, Woody Guthrie did that thing where he wrote a song a day. <laughs> And they gave his estate said, here, here's all of his notes. It's like a room and somewhere. And they just said, have at it. You can use poems. You can use notes, anything. And they basically wrote it, a whole album using only Woody Guthrie poems and lyrics uh, with Wilco being the band and Billy Bragg singing them. And it's a lot of people's favorite album of theirs. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really uh, – and then you talk about live performances like with Queen and Adam Lambert or Sublime or – Or Zeppelin. Or Zeppelin. Yeah, it's it's weird to think about replacing such integral parts. But I think it's it's the weirdest when it's a singer that you replace. Like Radiohead, maybe if the drummer passed away, they could continue with their other drummer that they have. What, ba- what band is he from? Portishead or something? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they could continue. But if Tom York dies, that's it. Yeah, but I, I think they could – but I don't, I don't think, think they, they would, would. Yeah. but they yeah. could. I, I think that like the singer in, in a lot of cases, especially in the in Queen scenario, is like is like the like the hardest to replace. Um, but, but like I, think about like that Lorna Shore band you're really into. They replaced their singer, and a lot of people are saying that their new singer is the better singer. Yeah. And imagine like I'm not saying he would do this with Radiohead, but imagine like how many scenarios we're missing out on. Of like, right. oh, someone is better than Tom York. That's pretty incredible. Well, it's kind of this like interesting like uh, I don't know like it's not like it's not like a test, but it's almost like this like this meter, right? So like, look at look at the Queen scenario with Adam Lambert. It's like no no one could really take no no one could take Freddie Mercury's place, but if someone was going to do it who's alive right now, it's a perfect fit. Adam Lambert's a great fit. Yeah. And and like and it's it's one of those things where especially in the case of like the band, hey, we wrote these songs with him, and we're gonna we want to do it this way. That's that I think that that's cool. Now if they're like, okay, hey, Freddie was writing this song, he had these lyrics, and he was playing around with this. Adam Lambert, do you mind finishing the song? That's like a weird. Well, right. Does he need to do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, and, and the way they like market the the queen stuff is is very different from if they were just like well we're we're just still queen and like we're still doing the it's same queen thing featuring adam lambert don't right. they have a yeah. album Which i think helps them with like this doesn't feel bad to anyone right like, yeah don't they have an album that they released in like 91 right after he died called made in heaven where they took his last like probably yeah as that, so, like, right. the show must go on the, no, the timing yeah yeah, 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 yeah you're the right timing lines up. Yeah. yeah yeah like they literally have an album called made in heaven because he passed away but they said that they weren't going to do they're not going to do a new album they're just doing like legacy shows but then you have to do a new album with paul rogers oh really yeah it's called the cosmos it's not good wow (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's why people should stop doing things yeah maybe but that yeah so it's like queen with adam lambert sublime with rome so Mm. they're billing it differently but then you have like the expectation yeah uh who was the the lead singer of um of the eagles that passed away recently that Glenn Don, Frey. Glenn, 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 Glenn Fry. Yeah. yeah. His son is now has replaced him. Yeah. So I think that's cool. I wonder if they that's would the, that's do the a new album. Thing. That's yeah. the bo- that's the Bonham. With Jason thing. Bonham. Yeah. yeah. Jason yeah. whenever whenever Zeppelin plays, it's Jason Bonham who plays drums. Yeah. I think Which, if there's enough and, original members and they write off on it, it's totally. just like, "Hey, you don't have to like it, but to say that, oh, that's not Queen anymore." It's like, "Well, I hate to tell you, but Right, That's but Queen, Queen is defined Queen. by the remaining yeah. members of yeah. Queen. I hate to like, say it. Now, yeah. if the band was called Freddie Mercury, and then there was just the band, you know, behind him, like if the artist was, if, if all the music was built, right, as you're, you're not going to have somebody playing as Prince. That would be weird. Yeah. Or like That's, David Bowie. Just think if yeah, we had right. like if ACDC had stopped when Bon Scott died. Yeah, just actually, think it, we would have yeah. lost. Like no back in black. You don't have to like ACDC, but you have to admit, like. We would have fucking lost so Yo, many songs. I think their only hit with him was what I think it was called Jailbreak or something like that. With uh, Bon Scott? Yeah. No, they did a ton of albums. They did Highway to Hell. That was the last song he played before he died. No. Yeah. yeah. That How might be music die? folklore. How did he die? Uh, I think he uh, choked on his vomit Ugh. while like drinking. Yeah. Uh, Same with Bonham, right? I was say, as as yeah. people did. One of those at things. The time. So 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 sorry for this uh, for this 
tangent, but you reminded me of something I read today that uh, Elton John made James Hetfield cry because he told Love him he, no 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 it's because he told him that nothing else matters is one of the best songs ever written. Uh. <laughs> it's a great song. So Elton John and Miley Cyrus did a version "Nothing Else Matters" on the new well, Black yeah. album. I raise your tangent with my tangent. <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers is on that Black album re- yeah. reissue, and she has been doing a very funny thing on tour where she's been singing all these bootleg merch. And what she has done has taken them and found out what they are, and has put them officially up on. Like she started making that uh, stuff and just has said, "Hey, by the way, these shitty designs right here, this one of me naked." It was a bootleg, and I'm just trying to undercut them. I was like, "That's, that's so fucking funny." That's, that's great. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I think that like there's a way to handle these situations, but they're always delicate, and there's like there's no way to a hundred percent do it right. So like, if you can do like if you can do most of it right, and then like like a, like, or, or or even if like most of it's wrong, but you're still trying to honor the artist, or you're still trying to honor the person, or or the band, or whatever it might be. Or the family, even you know, as long as there's that kind of intention, or 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 the cathartic intention, that's great. Now, if it's like all, if it's like the the a lot of the hip hop artists who have passed, and it's like let's just release this to make money, it's fucking ridiculous. It's case by case. I think yeah. that's really the consensus well, it, here. It's also different if it's a studio album versus like live recordings. I know that's a thing. Most recently with David Bowie was they released like four or five live albums of stuff that yeah. came out. From, what about that? Um, you know, obviously recorded before he died, but it's like. That doesn't matter. Like it's a cash grab, but that's fine. Like, that's a cash grab, and it was and it was recorded likely. Right. For it was recorded with a purpose in mind, and yeah. like even if it wasn't ever going to come out, then like ah, whatever. Yeah. Like not a big deal. There was that Joy Division song, uh, Ian Curtis, when oh, he died. Yeah. Uh, they released that song when it's something like uh, "I Will Something Your Heart" or something like that. But it, it's a live recording that they just never got to record, and arguably it's their best song. Yeah, and it's their most famous song. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of situations where it can come out right. Um, it's just case by case, I guess. I mean, yeah. and there are obviously situations like the DMX one where it's a cash grab, and they're like, ah, we got to make money off of this. And it's just like, I don't hold that against DMX and his legacy. Um, no, but if it happened to have been good, I would have been like, that's pretty cool. I think that's a great stance, but th- you know, like you said before, Hagen, it's follow the money because. Yeah, I just looked it up. I think Tupac's had like ten releases yeah. come out since he's been yeah. dead, and he and died Biggie. in '96. And yeah. Biggie, and we just don't—you never hear about where that money goes. It goes to Tupac because he's still alive. Oh, right. <laughs> and Elvis. And Elvis. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to talk about what we're listening to? I'll start since you guys are taking a shot. Uh, this week, I <laughs> man, I think Dave's heard the story, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lead y'all down a uh, story. I live in Dallas, and there's a show happening that I was like, I'd like to go to that show, but I won't be upset if I miss it. So I didn't buy tickets to it, and I watched resale tickets. I was like, they're selling them for 60 but you can get them at the door for 40 I was like, I'm going to wait till these resale t- tickets go down to 20 then I'll buy them. Uh, then I happened uh, right before the show started. I was like, I'll check the band's subreddit. Somebody's like, can't go tonight. Uh, can somebody please just take these tickets for free? And so I got two tickets for free to see City in Color, which I had been talking about for months going to see. And I was super happy, had an amazing time. Uh, Dallas Green is just one of those artists that, like, I, the acoustic guitar I have, I bought because I was trying to be like him and all that kind of stuff. Just, like, really admired the guy. Um, it was really beautiful. Been listening to Sitting in Color all week. Uh, it was his first show back uh, since the pandemic, and he cried multiple times, which was very endearing. And it, it was like he was crying during his most famous songs, and, it, like, if you weren't paying attention, it looked like he just forgot the lyrics. And I was like, well, he didn't forget the lyrics to this song. And it like afterwards, like after one of those songs, he goes, yeah, I knew I was going to cry. Like I'm a, I'm a crier. You guys know these songs. You guys know what you signed up for. Uh, but yeah, I definitely forgot the lyrics. Cause I just started tearing up <laughs> and like the crowd came up and, you know, fixed it for him. It, it was just really, it was a really nice experience. I feel like a fucking a stock trader, Right now, I'm running on high of like, ah, what other shows can I get into for free or cheap? So, like, uh, this I week... I told you I'll buy you a ticket to uh, the show I'm going to. But that's, I know. That's also not screwing the artist because somebody paid for the ticket. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, just yeah. not going to go. Yeah. So, I'm going to try and get into Big Thief this week and then Mountain Goats the week after. What, uh, what day did they play? Tuesday. Fuck! Yeah. So, yeah. 
I mean, that's the appeal to living in Dallas. Yeah, and that's what I kind of thought. I was like, man, I feel like I've unlocked something that I, I've moved to Dallas and I should do this. Because, like, the venue I went to was, like, five minutes from my house. And yeah. I was just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and I wouldn't have been upset if I missed it. I just, like, so I, you should really do that. Like, fuck over resellers because fuck resellers. Oh, yeah. So no, that was my plan. Resell tickets. That was yeah. my plan was, like, I'm going to wait till they drop. Because a lot of people I knew went to that Coheed show that I went to and got their tickets for like uh i think they said eight dollars eight dollar lawn tickets which go for like 30 from a reseller that was like cool no one's yeah. buying this ticket the show is happening right now and they just bought it and showed up it's like cool yeah. yeah that's a great way to do it what do you listen to dave the new album by yeba it's oh. called dawn it's fucking great i've i it came out friday and i think i've after a really busy weekend i've listened to it like five times already and it's incredible i think she's gonna clean up at the grammys possible album of the year can't wait to talk about it next year yeah <laughs> you guys think we'll do that again watch the grammys i'm down i would imagine so okay. but we all actually have let's get together and watch it that would be better because yeah. otherwise i'm gonna start watching it an hour later and skip all the commercials <laughs> no the commercials were fun Okay. There's some they woes in this though. house. There's some woes in yeah, this house. That was good. That was very good. Um, so I have been listening to corn. So I have been listening to this week. Uh, the jam of the week has been everywhere by Michelle Branch. <laughs> I have been listening to that song nonstop this week. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that song in particular, but like uh, someone was talking about it in a podcast I was listening to, and I was like, "That is." A, I just started singing it as when the right when said the name, and I was like, "I want to just listen to it," and I just kept listening to it. He pulled up to my house on Friday to pick me up for a gig, and uh, he just had as he rolled his window down, and he's like, "Huh, huh," and I'm like, "I don't really know what, what this is right now." <laughs> I've never heard of it. You have though. It's one of those songs. That... Oh. See. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've all heard this. Renee Zellweger <laughs> turns the corner, and you're in a fucking rom com. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but really, what I have like, I'm excited about, and also mad at people for not telling me to listen to before is uh, Poppy's album. I disagree, and that uh, fuck. Uh, it's so good. It's I, really interesting. I need to. I'm gonna go back and look through the episodes, but I remember you bringing might have, this album up I, I, when I discovered it. It's totally, it's totally possible. And I, I, you know, I, I, I texted your partner about like I'm mad at you for not telling me about this album. So not, good. I know it's not your fault, but I'm still mad at you. Um, like I, just, like this is this is the way that I listen to music. I listen to music like. Uh, I'm going to listen to Everywhere by Michelle Branch. And also, I saw Between the Buried and Me this week, so I've been listening to Between the Buried and Me. So I'm switching back and forth between it metal and a fucking giant pop hit from 2001. You're and, putting that Spotify algorithm to the test. And and they never gave me Poppy. Yeah, that that would be the scenario where you that would get really Poppy. That really it is. The, the way those songs <laughs> run is like the way that like my shuffle goes. <laughs> and I fucking love it it is a metal pop masterpiece it is so fucking good she has a new album coming out soon yeah she's released one single uh i've heard people aren't too keen on it but i'm gonna wait to judge it until the whole album's out will it be her second release no 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 oh, absolutely not oh, okay. poppy's been like a she's man that's a whole nother fucking story but she's been a like uh it's like basically this internet um she was a youtube uh yeah. sensation where like she was super cryptic and she was supposed to be like the whole idea was like, oh, she's this like uh, industry plant was her point. Of course. And, but she was in on it, that whole thing. And long story, she the guy who was in charge of it was grooming her. And then finally, he she got out of it. And yeah, I know it's shocking. Shut Adam. the fuck up. <laughs> you okay? He's telling a story. I've never she, seen you look so distressed. I was trying not to cough during that because it would have been bad. I was but, trying not to come. Uh, oh, my God. What the fuck? But All finally, the cancel bus. <laughs> So, but finally she got out of it uh, and basically released this album. And this album was like her, like, I'm out. This is me. This is what I want to make. And prior to this, it was really good pop music. People really like Poppy. But this is the music that, like, I listened to. And I was like, I get Poppy now. I really like this. It's, it's fucking incredible. It's like, like some of the heaviest riffs and breakdowns I've ever heard. And then some of the best, like, pop 
super catchy singing sections yeah. I've ever heard. What's the thing where she, it's about to be a huge breakdown? Yeah, what so she say? She, it's like this one song that's like super heavy. Um, let me let me remember what song it is. Um, it is but, uh, yeah, bite your teeth. So the whole yeah. song is really heavy, and then like there's there is a really big breakdown, and then the song kind of like like the, the breakdown ends, and you just hear her go, go. And then it's an even heavier breakdown. <laughs> it's super cool. But if you're curious about her, uh, there's a really good YouTube documentary. Like somebody just put it together, like a video essay uh, about Poppy and Mars Argo, which was the the groomer. The no, uh, Mars Argo was who the groomer worked with prior to Poppy, and it was it like uncanny it's the same thing oh, wow. and like they, they have like publicly now mars argo who is another uh woman has like talked to poppy and poppy has said hey i'm really sorry that i was really shitty to you uh i was being groomed and like mars argo is like yeah totally get it uh it's okay and like they're water under the bridge so it, it's really Fuck. interesting stuff and i'm glad to hear poppy's out because she's killing it now my god i yeah this i'm gonna be listening to this album all week baby Adam, you got to top what we just talked about. I don't know if I can do that. Um, I've been listening to Ted Lasso. <clears throat> yeah, nope. <laughs> can you do it in the Ted Lasso voice? No. Fuck. It doesn't like, count then, yeah. Although we got Jackson watching yeah. now. So well, we progress. almost, my wife no, 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 and I no, no, almost no, no, started no. watching it. We haven't got Jackson watching. We've got That's Jackson true. trying to we figure him, out how to watch it. We got him it, listening to it. reading plot yeah. summaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking aspect ratio, dude. I'm not paying for shit. <laughs> Um, I ain't paying for shit. Going back to Anderson Pack earlier, there's a new song from him that was actually in the credits for the new Marvel movie that I saw the other day, uh, Shang-Chi. And it, I, it seems like it's a discarded Silk Sonic song. Uh, it's called Fire in the Sky. Bruno Mars is credited as a writer on it, but it's not on the new album that they're coming out with. Uh, Do we have a track list from the new album? Not, I don't think yet. We have a release date of not this year. <laughs> It's uh, next it's year, right? It's 2022 now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's like, probably going to be 2023 if they can stay. Yeah. In the top if they can the try doing it. Yeah. 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 Why yeah. not? But uh, this song's great, and so it's kind of like I'm even more interested in what else they're working on that they didn't just go. Yeah, we'll just give it to you, Disney. Like whatever, put it on yeah. the soundtrack. Um. But so I've been listening to that a couple times since seeing the movie the other day, and then uh, I finally watched uh, the Netflix show Sex Education, which has been out for two years. There's a new season coming out, so I finally was like, all right, I'll try it now and watch the show. I've heard a lot of good things. It's real great. Um, but the music from that show is really, really great, in my opinion. It caught my attention. Uh, it's Ezra Furman is the, uh, provides the soundtrack. It's a lot of songs from their back catalog, kind of art, pop, like rock kind of stuff. And uh, it's all really great. Like there's, I think they have four or five albums out that I've listened to now at this point, and they were all really good. So. You guys next week want to just like watch School of Rock and talk about it? No. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's why you're no. a guitar player, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's also why Robbie's a guitar player. Fuck. <laughs> is it really? No, Guitar Hero and School of Rock for Rock. Oh, you guys are fucking I mean, children. <laughs> I'm a drummer because of Rock Band. <laughs> you're a baby. You're a little baby. You're a baby. Oh, ah, you're a baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, Holy fuck. Apple? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad improver. <laughs> That's a video. He's referencing yeah, a video I we watched. Was a great actor, though. It was a joke. Don't fuck my dad. <laughs> so anyway. You can actually do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate you guys being here. I don't know who I dislike more, Dave or John Mulaney. Probably me. <laughs> uh, that's, that's not a question. It's John Mulaney. It's very John obviously Mulaney. John Mulaney. <laughs> John Mulaney. <laughs> but, uh, but we also dislike Olivia Munn a lot more. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys so Just much for being here. Good to put that on the record, yeah. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't already, please press the follow or subscribe button on whatever app you're using. Um, if you like social media, you can follow us there. Um, and also, uh, you can – What? <laughs> Keep going. I'm talking, fucking why I'm doing hands. You're signals. just fucking pointing. All Dave's your arms here. are fucking Never flying mind. all over the Dave's place. Dave's trying to be the director, but none of us. He's know music what director. He's doing. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, also you can email us at um, ah, fuck feedback at don't feed the artists. Fight at don't feed the artists. Come in uh, pants. 
Also, uh, oh. no, we're not doing that one. Oh. Also, no, here's I'm not a, doing that one. Okay, that's okay. the line. Here's a self plug. If you want to see Hagen, Dave, and myself playing in our band moniker MNKR, we have a show in Denton this Friday, uh, September seventeenth. The show will start at eight p.m. and there are two other bands. Nine p.m. Two other bands are playing with us: Field Division, Matthew and the Arrogant Sea, who Hagen will be playing with as well. It's a two dollar cover charge, and that's dirt cheap. So come out and see us. It's outdoors, so if you're comfortable. If you're not, did you totally say it. where it is? Harvest House. Harvest House. I didn't think you said that. So yes, it's it, Harvest it's House. Out, it's an outdoor venue. Great sound. Great uh, beer selection. Great food from the pickled carrot food truck. Yeah. So you can get jalapenos. Uh, yeah, we'll see you there. If you it, it comes <laughs> or to cucumbers, only if you order <laughs> yeah. in person. Yeah, yeah. So um, and yes, yeah, so you can email us at uh, moniker at Harvest House on September seventeenth at don'tbetheartist.com. <laughs> 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 and you can tell us, you know, if you have any conspiracy theories or if you have any deep dive ideas or whatever the fuck, you can also DM us. We love that. That'd be super cool. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a little five-star review that does help us out a whole lot. So And it, leave us a review and tell us who uh, you think should continue if one of their band members die. I think John Mayer should continue if John Mayer dies. So thanks. <laughs> Nobody asked. For listening. <laughs> I just um, asked. I asked you guys. So thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, fuck off. Give me a towel. Hit the space bar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>